the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. I am a half half part of the team, <laughs> and, the, and I'm Jonathan. Well, that makes me Lisa. You're the other half. I'm the other half. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Because we... Because we complain each other. I think we do. We I think really we're do. in a two plus two equals five, though. I think we're we've got we're just better together. For sure, we are. Yeah, right. So in this show, and so yeah, I I, and I can't it's believe a lot more fun together. It is right. I you know I'm pretty boring doing a monologue. <laughs> Let me just tell <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I don't get how people can just talk for an hour straight. I'm always amazed. I mean, I've I've I was a pastor for a season for a decade or so, but on and off, but. I don't get it. I can't talk yeah. that much. I like to talk oh, I, with. Oh, I would be so bored with myself yeah. going, <laughs> people have got to be bored because I'm bored, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Someone was, I was on a Zoom call and they were uh, uh, announcing a video there uh, and the, and in the video I was a part, like being, and and I'm in the video, a part of it. Right. And they, they took a screenshot of my face watching myself. It was weird. Wait, did you and have was, the look? And of I was what? disgusted. <laughs> like I did not like seeing myself or listening to myself. Isn't it that was so weird. true? It's I literally go, do I really sound like that? Yeah, Is that really my yeah, voice? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I can't but, listen. But I. But I share because I care about you, the listener. Because it's not about me, right? It's not about us. It's not about us. No. So. And I learned from you, and I learned from just yes. having conversations, right? Yeah. Because then stuff kind of comes out, and you start seeing things differently. And I'm always challenged by doing this show with you. Yeah. It takes me. Yeah. It's a yeah. journey, right? It is of self discovery, and um, and just you know, I I I leave going, huh? That was really good. I I mean, it caused me to go down a different road. Sometimes it's like a mental CrossFit gym, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, okay. No, no pain, no gain. Well, then I also realize I am all over the place sometimes, right? Because yeah. my mind goes here, here, yeah. here. So, I know. I know. It's, we try. So we welcome ADD types into our show. We so we do. are prone to wander mentally. <laughs> <laughs> and I can keep up with that, right? You can. You can. Oh. And I can, too, because right. it's, it's who we are. But thank you for tuning in. Counterculture, the whole show is we want to highlight people who are peacemakers, but also have honest conversations yes. about topics that are related to what it means to be a peaceful person engaging in culture. Yeah. Uh, and also see that I'm not alone out here in some yeah. of the things I'm thinking. Right. Right. We think everyone's messed up. We're divided. What can we do? That's this. Mm-hmm. What can we do? And so today 
I think we can, we're going to start, we're going to explore something. Like what is our posture towards culture and how we posture ourselves can radically shape how, if we're going to be creating peace or conflict. How we show up. How we show up and in, both inside mm-hmm. and our, our mindset of radically affects. Because we're given a lot of different models out there. There's the, you know, so, and, and so I want to explore a couple of them. Okay. You got me. So, are you ready for this? I'm listening. You're ready for this. And I'm so, listening. I've been thinking about this, and like, uh, and and this this metaphor came to me, the metaphor of two mountains. Okay. So, in the New Testament, um, there are two. There's a there is a mountain listed that is considered the center of our faith. There's also another very famous mountain, outside. Is it outside of Jerusalem? It's out in the kind of the Dead Sea area. Uh, the Dead Sea area. Uh-huh. Both of have. Fame no, uh, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. The first one is Masada, mm-hmm. and the second is Golgotha. Mm. And and so, and I'm I'm going to su- suggest that these two mountains are metaphors for how we approach culture. And okay, one of them, good. one of them, will lead us down a certain path. Mm-hmm. In our, if it's if we have that mentality, and the other will lead us down another path. So, so true. The, so let's look at this. So the first mountain is Masada. Mm-hmm. And so I have not been to Masada. So I'm going to ask, so what do you think of when you see Masada? You've seen it. You've been there a couple times, I've correct? been there a few times. Okay. And I had no idea the story of it. And maybe a lot of our listeners are like, I don't even know the story of Masada. What is Masada? Right. Right? Um, so challenge you to look it up because it's a really, it's a historical mm-hmm. um, event that happened with the Jews uh, that were, they were running from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Romans were chasing them. And they went to this mountain, Masada, that literally it's out in the middle of the desert, nowhere. Right. And it overlooks the Dead Sea in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's barren, desolate, just this mountain. And so it was, at the top of the mountain, it was, I believe, the winter palace for King Herod. Okay. So there's this palace at the top of, of it that you can still see some, you know, like, like this was a beautiful palace, right? Mm. You can still see some like mosaics and okay. like the color. But what happened is the, the Jews ran up to the top of Masada to escape uh, the Roman occupation and oppression. Okay. But then what happened is they're stuck at the top of the mountain, right? Yes. And then um, so then it becomes all about self-protection and all about, you know, us versus them. And it's the enemy and literally the Romans came and built a siege ramp eventually to get to right. the top of it. But you when you stand at the top of Masada, you can still look out and you still see the outline of the Roman camps. Yeah. So there's like a legion. There's like ten oh, thousands and thousands of soldiers yes. surrounding this. Like the yes. Jews are not getting away. And this was during the the kind of the Maccabean yes, revolt. Yes, from been? what I remember. Yeah. And so the, the Rome, they're not going to let them get away. So nope. they just decided we're just going to wait them out. They they can't live there forever. And but we're not we're going to attack them. And so exactly. they started slowly to build a ramp. Right. And you can still massive, see it today. Okay. Yeah. The ramp is still there, which mm-hmm. is I mean mounds of dirt, right? And then they had the battering ram that came yeah. through to to knock it over. But it was a place where they just isolated themselves mm. in self protection. Yeah. So Masada, the Masada Mountain. The second is Golgotha. And so, I mean, what 
Have you been to Golgotha? I have. Okay. I have. So what's on, what's on Golgotha? Well, you know, it's interesting when you say a mountain. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's you know, it's whatever. If you haven't been to the Holy Land, you have yeah. this vision, right, of what you think it is. And it goes back to, you know, your child, I mean, the right. picture books, right? The picture, right. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and you think of it as out in the open and it's this peaceful little, you know, yeah. and this thing. Well, it's in the middle of a city. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So it's like. You have to use your imagination. Okay. Yep. To picture. And when you say mountain, you're like It's more of a really? hill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. So um yeah, and it's just right in the middle of the old Jerusalem. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um so yeah, you have to use your imagination to picture it, mm-hmm. what it would have been like. And actually they place they think was Golgotha is now inside of a um a cathedral. A cathedral, okay. So the actual spot where of the crucifixion, right? And so, just for from biblical knowledge, you Golgotha was the mount, the hill on top of which Christ right. was crucified, and it was also Mount Moriah in the Old yeah. Testament, where where Abraham was sacrificed, going to mm. sacrifice Isaac. So it has this Old Testament and New Testament, right. which I find fascinating. Right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So right. two covenants, right? Two covenant. Yeah. Exactly. And so with, with these two things, I, I'm thinking that there's two postures that we can take. We could mm-hmm. take the Masada posture, and when we look at culture, we could see it's, it's us versus them. Right. We are culture, whether it's, it's our Christian culture or conservative culture or even our liberal culture, whatever, whatever, right. your, whatever right. your stance is, is being assaulted. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to destroy our people, so we need to defend ourselves. Right. And so we can run up and hide, or we can bristle with weapons and fight. Um, but the the idea that we position ourselves in a battle stance against culture. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to propose that that's and and you are my enemy. And you're and you're my enemy because you're you're a threat to my culture and my people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to propose that that hasn't worked, and it doesn't work, and it won't work. Right. It is not an effective way of bringing a more peaceful and and loving and Christ-like culture when we appro- when we position ourselves in battle mode against. Us versus the enemy, them. Right. The more we are critical of them or the other or culture, the less likely we are to ever change it. Mm-hmm. So, and I've seen that even like people go to other, live in other countries and they just can't, they hate the culture. They mm-hmm. just think it's bad. Right. Whether it's another culture or maybe it's another, oh, we're going to go to Hollywood and Hollywood's evil, corrupt, and see what they're putting on Netflix these days. And do you see? Yeah. And, there might be those might all those words might all be true, right. but our posture is is it those bad people doing all this bad thing, and it's all bad, and we're the ones to battle against them to fix them. Well, and we see them as a whole, and as the a whole, whole is right. bad. The whole is bad, and we don't see the individual human beings like one on one, right? And see the goodness good. and see the humanity in it, right? Right. We just lump it all as bad or good. Yes. Right. And usually we're good. Yeah, we're good. They're, They're bad. bad. Yeah. Which is super important because if we that's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Christ gave us a very different approach to that. Right. You know, like it, it, he didn't come to say, "Oh, those bad Romans, 
look how bad they are. Let's fight them. And then, right. Right. you know, that wasn't the posture. It was like, no, we're all, you know, you know, only a, only a, the sick can come to me. Right. Right. He had a di- very different, like you can't, if you think you're great, then you're just like the Pharisees. Right. You have to have a different posture to Christ. And in the same way, we need to have that posture towards culture. So that's the, Mas- the Masada m- mindset creates this kind of militant mm-hmm. mindset. And the militant mindset loves like seeing your enemy get destroyed. Right. And right. I think we've talked about this before. It's easy to be entertained and really delight in the destruction of enemies. Right. right. There's something. Makes us feel better. Makes us feel better when we see such and such getting destroyed by some great argument by people from our side getting that side. When, and we lose our humanity in that, yes. right? Yeah. We when, really do. We we lose when we go to battle with the mm-hmm. other and have to win have at all costs. Have to cost. win at all costs. So is there ever – so maybe a question before I go to the Golgotha approach. Is there before ever a point – Yeah. <laughs> is there – are there any battles that we're supposed to fight? Mm-hmm. So I'm asking, what what would you say? I think the battles for injustice, mm-hmm. right? I do think it's like we battle the people more than we battle the injustice. Yeah. Right? Okay. And it's it's like we focus on the people and the people are bad. Mm-hmm. And there are bad people. And there are bad people doing bad right. things. But there's an injustice happening that's harming a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do we how do we go and take a stand for the injustice and try to deal with that at the root issue? Yeah. Instead of just like, we're going to annihilate them. Right. Right? That's that's our first posture. Yeah. I'm going to get them before they get us. Right. Right? And what what I see as we go to Golgotha is Jesus said, but maybe there's a third way. Mm. Right? It's not right or wrong. Maybe right. there's a third way of peace. Right. And he kind of came in through that way of, you know, entering, coming down, you know, uh, into Jerusalem, you know, Palm Sunday, the way of peace, yes. right? Into yeah. riding a donkey, right? right? Not the warrior that they wanted, yeah, but the, the yeah. way of peace. Absolutely. And I think that, like, dealing with the injustice and not just the people, those people, is a right. great, a really important point. I also think if you're facing um, that the is the injustice really about me or is it really about the injustice? Because we can kind of twist it like we're because it's it's actually about me when we mm-hmm. mess things up because mm-hmm. oh i i'm being treated unfortunately my people are being because I, I would guess many of the people going up masada felt they were being unjustly treated and by the pro- romans and there's, truth, in that. And there's some truth to that right but they weren't fighting for the in- general injustice in the world no. they were or just the nat- or or even the injustice of the minority they were fighting just for them themselves right right I right. think, so I think there's because it was a small group, yeah. That kind of like we're going to run, yeah. And we're going to defend ourselves, right? Exactly. And so there's a verse that kind of I'm just going to I don't usually bust out the word, but I'm going to just kidding. <laughs> 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 Philippians two uh, verse three: Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm. Each, let each of you look not only to your his own interest, but also to the interest of others. And so, and so, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And so, mm, I think beautiful. that mindset of looking out to the interests of others when we're pursuing justice, not just my own, is really, really important in this. 
It, you, the key word, like you just said, is mindset. Yeah. What is our mindset? Is right. it a mindset towards love and peace and justice? Mm. Or is it a mindset toward per- self-preservation, protection, and when it all costs? Oh, good. That's good. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what we have to choose. And that, that dictates how we show up in the world then, mm-hmm. right? What posture, Masada or, or Calvary, yeah. right? Yeah, Ex- and, yeah. Yeah. And so all of that. And, and it goes back to what we had talked earlier in the show, uh, self-reflection mm. and self-awareness to go, how am I showing up? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. How am I bringing my best self? Am I bringing Jesus with me? Yeah. Or am I just coming in alone doing my own thing? Yeah. I like that. Right? Yeah. 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 And so then we go to the the metaphor of 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 Calvary or you know Golgotha. Yeah. And I think what set the stage for that is that one that Christ entered that willingly. And he entered that from a place of brokenness. He looked at Jerusalem and he wept over mm-hmm. it. And so, the 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 focus of his of his efforts wasn't on his self preservation. It was he was give, giving willfully giving up himself for his efforts and his his in his ministry even to right. to um, in order to to lay down his life for something much bigger than could be accomplished right. without his right. own sacrifice. So. Well, and you know, he didn't turn and go, you guys are so wrong and so bad because yeah. they were. Yeah. And look what you're doing to us and I'm going to show you, right? And right. I'm going to, because he had all the power. Yes. It goes back to power again too, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do with power? Yeah. Are we using power in a positive way or are we using power to control and manipulate? Yeah. Right? And so he had all the power and he knew that, but he chose not to use yes. the power. Yeah. And he chose to surrender. Mm-hmm. And again, that's how he showed up. Yes. He showed up in that posture into the world. Yes. Which that's what he calls us into, which we fight mm-hmm. because it goes mm-hmm. against our human nature. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. I'm so guilty of that because you yeah. do. It's like I I, I, I want to be right and I want to take care and I want to prove that you're wrong. I mean, that's how we generally – that's our tendency. Yes. Right? And Jesus is like, there's a better way. There's oh. a better way to show up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to the mountain and I'm asking you to also go to the mountain. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and we're speaking metaphorically. Exactly. Like lay yes. in the sense that we are to and he called us to lay right. down, take up take up his cross and follow him. Right, which is so, so hard. hard. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And again, I love what you give this analogy kind of thing and this metaphor mm-hmm. because I think we can all like I can leave this show going self-awareness going Am I having a Masada moment or am I having a Golgotha moment? Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. Like how am I showing up right now in a conversation, in a situation, even to myself? Mm -hmm. Like the story I'm telling myself, right? Mm. Like I'm so right right now. I'm so justified to do this or whatever, right? Right. We we have those loops going on in our own head. So like you said, it's a mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's a mindset shifting that maybe some of us need to have. Yeah. Yeah. And it starts first with us. Like, oh, who, for sure. who am I part of the problem here because I'm approaching this and creating unnecessary conflict? And because if we come in with a conflict mindset, that even if someone else wasn't in that mindset, we it'll rise. Right. <laughs> we approach culture. Like, I even had a, it was a, a non, I mean, it was a person who doesn't come from a Christian background in Hollywood. And we're, uh, we're sharing. 
that like who like oh Christians don't like what's coming out in Hollywood and this guy goes oh we've heard that loud and clear we know Christians hate us <laughs> and so the posture they uh, many, there that, is truth right? to that but we don't see it through beyond right yeah and then we alienate yeah and so th- they hear loud and clear their disapproval all they know is the disapproval they don't see the coming together and approaching they don't see the Golgotha approach right like we're here to serve and I mean we did have the lady from Hollywood Prayer Network who took a different she was the head of Hollywood Prayer Network who took a different servant prayerful approach towards wow. ministry in Hollywood and not just that but just it, it was I was so aware that they that the world sees how our posture right the 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 grabbing of guns or spears or you know what the climbing the the fortresses of our in our yes our and churches, building the fortresses building, building the us. fortress the separate empires that are you know or are we willing to lay down ourselves and our rights for the other for the the greater kingdom and we're cause. and yeah. we're we're citizens of a different kingdom yeah right right, right? not just uh, citizens of a geographical area. Right. Yeah, that's right. Arizona or United States or wherever in the world. Right. We're yeah. part of the kingdom, which comes first before anything else. But mm. we get our identities. And to your point, when you're saying it's like so many times we show up when you're talking about the Hollywood thing, they see us as antagonistic. Right. Right. Like you're just wanting. Right. Because it's what we stand against more than like. But we're for beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're just not seeing beautiful things coming out. Right. Right. And so if and if, if I just came only with a place of condemnation and had, didn't come from a sense of, hey, let, maybe there can find some common ground. Hey, we both want to see less orphans. And the, mm-hmm. just an example. Let's right. like so let's maybe do something. What can we do here? And so I I feel like there's a way with that doesn't involve <laughs> drawing spears. And, right. And, and alienating, but if if God calls us to be transforming place, uh, a transforming force in culture, and bring out peace, pursue peace, then there has to be a way that for us to do that. Well, and I know that it can seem so overwhelming. Like there's so much work that needs to be done, and um, and like, can I really make a difference? Yes. Yes, you can. One person makes a difference, and one person, and one person, and God multiplies. Right. When have you and your Life. Have you ever seen that happen? Like, can you think of an example where you've kind of not just I'm not not culture, maybe not a broad cultural sense, but just an, even in a situation where you've kind of come. Well, I maybe. think we've seen like historically too, mm-hmm. right? Where people have used their voice, yeah, and they've created movements, right? Or they do, you know. I think of even Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. She's in the poorest of the poor sections of India, right? With the poorest, of, I mean, just you know. No one could ever would ever know, right? And right. she didn't go where it's, it's – she just like, this is what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And she goes. People see how they show up. And then it, it grows. And then before you know it, a movement happens, right? And communities are healed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about Mother Teresa today, right? right. This little tiny woman right. who – poor and lived with the poor. So you can see one person – can create a movement. A peaceable approach. Right. The, the Golgoth laid down her we, life for right, that. Right, right. But then you think, oh, what about the people who came in and smashed Hindu idols? You don't hear about those, right? right, <laughs> we don't, right. We're not talking about them. or the, you Right. Know, so if... Again, how do we show up? Yeah. With compassion and yeah. empathy or with 
protection and with weapons, right? Mm-hmm. And the weapons are our words a lot of times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we're like, well, I don't carry this and I'm not doing that. Well, our words can be very powerful and mm. weaponizing. And so being aware, again, how we show up with our with our posture, physical posture, with our a smile, yeah. with our words. There's so many ways that we can show up differently. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have a microphone in our hand. Right. Yeah. I remember actually going back to India, um, how uh, I, I got to know uh, a Sikh family when we oh, were there. Yeah. We, I, I took a six-week course. A part of my master's degree was doing a six-week kind of study of some group, some organizations in India. So I was in Delhi and I and become friends with the Sikh family. Mm. And I learned so much about their peaceable approach. I mean, I had always known like almost like the stereotypical. I mean, I know the turban and they wear a, they have a, a, a dagger and they, you know, they, they stand out there. You know, the, uh, there's just an appearance of you think of like it's so different than what, what I, you know, what we're used to. But over that time, I loved uh, like the the approach. And then I remember we went over to the house, and there they had other family members around, and we're talking about planning this wedding. And I'm like, they were inviting me in. Wow. And I, I and I, we just became friends. Like I, they're we're talking about their wedding, and I'm I'm like, I'm just a guest from another wow. country in right. in town for a month, and you treating me. You like, kind of invaded their invaded space, their space right? and they welcomed me in, and I was just so blown, like so amazed at that that openness to to me. And it wasn't a it 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 started with a common humanity, not at a point of differences. Right, well, that's key. Yeah, right, because we focus on our differences. Yeah, and we stay there instead yes. of going. Yeah, seeing the humanity in each other, and you're talking about that story today, so it's like one person. Yeah. There's ripple effects yeah. to that story, 20 years right? later. Yeah, yes. there's still remember that. So just something to think about. I thought that the two met- those two mountains I stuck in my— I love climbing yeah, those mountains climb those mount- today, Yes, right? <laughs> just exploring <laughs> that. And from someone who has been there, and so it was really good talking to you. got to get through. you there. Yes, okay. You, let's get, let's talk to my people. All right. All my I'll, people okay, talk to okay, your people, yeah, and which we'll means you and me will talk. <laughs> yeah, I don't got no people. <laughs> I don't either. Lisa, always great talking with you. So good, Jonathan. Take care. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace. Educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.